This is your podcast, should you choose to accept it. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Real Bad Takes. I'm Peter. It's with me always, or Dave and Andrew. Yo. Hello. And that was, uh, that was a quote from the Mission Impossible movies, which is the subject of today's podcast. We're going to be talking about the new movie, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And then given a giving our rankings of all of the all the Mission Impossible movies uh, in this entire franchise, kind of all of that stuff, it's coming at you next. Our lives are the sum of our choices. And we cannot escape the past. Ethan, this mission of yours. Is gonna cost you dearly. The world is changing. Truth is vanishing. War is coming. It's been a long time, friend. You've no idea the power I represent. It knows your story and how it ends. Listen to me. The world's coming after you. His fate is written. Shall we write yours too? If anything happens to them, there's no place that I won't go to kill you. That is written. What's your objective? What's your ultimate objective? Your life will always matter more to me than my own. None of our lives can matter more than this mission. I don't accept that. All right, Mission Impossible, the franchise, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. all you know, seven seven movies about to you know going, going on, on eight, eight. Yeah. going on eight. Uh, so this this is a movie that we were really excited about. I think this is the film that this is definitely on when we did our long ago twenty twenty three looking forward to podcast. This is a movie that was definitely brought up, definitely really excited about I think I've watched the trailer for this movie probably like 15 times uh just really got me amped and I was just really excited for uh there was even like do you remember like the feature Dave and I saw a featurette Mm -hmm. for 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 this movie a couple weeks ago like the behind the scenes kind of yeah it was just this is just really exciting so we're 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 gonna be talking about this movie just kind of general overview salute of this podcast we are going to first be going with a non-spoiler or a non-spoiler version of our review. Basic, you know, takeaways, thoughts on the film, non-spoiler. Then we'll eventually we'll take a break and do spoiler takes, and then we'll take another break and then do basically our rankings of the whole franchise and talk about our thoughts, feelings, kind of looking forward to what's next uh, with this with this franchise. Uh, but first, so um, 
Dave, what did you think of this movie? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. It was a really good time. Um, I actually came into this. Uh, I've actually not seen any of the Mission Impossibles until two weeks ago. So I kind really? of you never watched any of them. I I, uh, I might have watched them when I was like in middle school. Wow. But like I don't I like when I watched it again I didn't remember really okay. what was going on. Um, I, especially because like all the Mission Impossible movies, especially with this one, are, the plots are very convoluted. Like a lot of things happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't watch any of them till two weeks ago, and I kind of binged all six p- to get ready for the this pod. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for the movie and this pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Details. Yeah. Details. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed that binging. Um, binging all the movies. Uh, I there, other than like the second one, I don't feel like there was a a particularly bad movie. Um, and to be honest though, rewatching four, five and six kind of got my expectations lower for seven. Um, wow. Okay. That's we will, I can explain it more during the rankings phase, but yeah, I just yeah. thought not saying they were bad. They're not saying that at all, but okay. um, it was just a little, yeah, but I really liked this movie a lot. It was, it was a fun time. We watched it in IMAX, which was fantastic. We sure awesome. did. Yeah, it was, it was ugh, dude. Uh, yeah. Andrew, uh, thoughts? Thought uh, it was good. That was really. That's it. That's all you have to say. Yeah, I great. mean, it was great podcasting. It was a good movie. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have super strong feelings about it because it's a part one, which in itself is like a little annoying. But, but it was a good movie. It was entertaining. I enjoyed watching it, but it really didn't live up to any of the last several Mission Impossible well, right. to me. To me. Clear out, clear out. We'll get there. We'll get there. This, for me, was an immaculate movie-going experience. I showed up. (laughs) But only four stars. What? Only four stars. Four stars is a good score. Okay. It's not an immaculate score. That's for the movie itself. First of all, show up. I'm there on time. I got my popcorn, I have my large soda, and I have my bag of chocolate-covered cookie dough bites. Bangers. They had to go in the back to get me mine because they were out at the front desk. Mm. So, I sit down, you know, soda's filled. Popcorn is buttered. We're ready to go. Sit down. It's IMAX. Shout out to Dave. The seats he got were fantastic. Well, it's Andrew. Shout Andrew, out to Andrew. Shout out to Thank Andrew. You. Thank you. Seats. Yeah, we had yeah. a big group. It was great. Yeah. Sit down. Watch all the trailers. And let me tell you, trailers were banging. Trailers were banging. Just hit movie after movie that I was pumped about. We had, it was, remind me of the order again, because it was like, we hit Napoleon, mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon, Dune 2. Dune 2 it was just like bang, 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 and yeah. I'm missing one. That was like, oh, uh, the creator, the, yeah, the, the creator. Edwards movie, mm-hmm. just like that one. It, that one looked very okay. Stop oh my it. gosh, dude. get out of here! It looks like here. that should have. It looked like that was an action movie made perfectly for 2016. That movie looks sick. I can't wait to see. I want to see opening night because it movie does. looks so good. It does. Anyways, I'm lots of anyways, we will ignore. We ignore, we're ignore negativity. No. Anyway. No. anyway. <laughs> So, I, so I'm watching these trailers in IMAX, just getting pumped for movies in general. Not just this movie, but all movies. Then, cut to black, you know, we get the Nicole Kidman, which is fine. We basically They have cut it short. I know, they cut it they short. They always cut it short I, now. On, no. the big, on the big ones. On the really long movies. Good. Every movie I'm, over two and a half, they I, started cutting. I'm, that's good. I am ti- I'm kind of tired of that. Anyway. <gasps> well, I haven't memorized, me. so. She gets, I, me, she gets me ready for the movie. Uh, no. The pre- anyway. So, <laughs> then, cut to Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie thanking me. For going to see this film. <laughs> there was no way I was not going to see this film on the biggest screen I possibly could. But still, them thanking me, I appreciated it. <laughs> then, c- get to the movie. It's everything I wanted. Everything I wanted. Yeah. Amazing action. 
Uh-huh. Gorgeous set pieces, yeah. cool tech, lots of suspense, thriller, what's going to happen next, you mm-hmm. know? Great character actors that just like gonna be in it for five minutes, just say some government, you know, Mission Impossible stuff and then leave. <laughs> yeah. Callbacks to other movies that were great. And then mm-hmm. two and a half hours felt like 15 minutes, just flew by, didn't feel like it dragged really at all. Awesome stunts. Again, Tom Cruise just nailing it and getting me super pumped for the next movie. I leave. And that was that was just it was an immaculate, it was everything I wanted. I think I I've said I'm looking for this. I was looking forward to this movie so much because I wanted to sit down with popcorn and snacks and just have a great time at the theater and a big old screen, having the sound of like crazy stuff happening, blowing my face off. It was awesome. I had a great time. The movie was still four stars because it was great. It's mm-hmm. exactly what I was expecting. Tom Cruise, you did it again. Thank you so much. I believe in movies. And the Let's and go. the and the theater was packed. Dude, it was, it was absolutely a great. Packed. It was a great. Was. Theater Vibes were great. It, they, everybody was like, you could hear everybody inhale when it was. Yeah. Like, <gasps> and then somebody cheered during that one train scene. Yeah. Where he busted the window. Yeah. Somebody like stood up and cheered. Awesome. Heck yeah, yeah dude. There should be more of that. Like there should be. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of a movie. I like what I like when people cheer. I like when people cheer when stuff when dope stuff happens. Absolutely, okay. I I'm you know that I'm every once in a while I'm prone to, I'm prone to give out a oh yeah like <laughs> let's go yeah yeah I do definitely yeah yeah I like just like the Kool Aid Man oh yeah well, oh no, yeah okay that's not it's gotta like, come from your chest <laughs> yeah it's in the diaphragm for sure exactly no but like one of the best ex- movie watching experiences I've ever had was watching Avengers Endgame at midnight with my frat. It's like full on yelling and cheer, like like those are the kind of stuff that I want in a movie theater. It's a shared collective experience. I'm sorry really if you were that. in there in the same theater with Peter and his frat. I'm sorry <laughs> about that to any of the listeners. It was a gr- we had whatever like, chance there may be. No, we, dude, I cheered in the End Game when how could when you Cap not? got clapping. Yeah, when I was Cap got my mind. the Thor's hammer, I was like, let's go. Oh, that was I was sitting yeah, yeah, next yeah. to podcast. The first time I saw it because I saw it twice on opening night. First time I saw it, I was sitting next to podcast guest Andrew Stewart, and we were holding each other back like yeah. we were on an NBA bench that someone just threw down a poster dunk. We were psyched out of our minds. And Heck yeah, dude. So I love it when people do that. And that this, this was just awesome. Go see it. It's great. It's everything you want. If you love these movies, this is just another one where it's just like, bang, did it again. Keep cranking them out, Tom Cruise. Great job. Sorry oh, wow. we missed you. Uh, <laughs> sorry we missed you yeah, last week. And I'm, last week. Uh, okay. he, he showed up at the. Uh, he showed the, up at a different theater. Yeah, yeah. No, he showed up at a. He was in DC and we were potentially going to be at that theater. It didn't work out. It's totally fine. But we, you know, would be cool to see him. But now yeah. he's on strike. So, you know. Heck yeah. Maybe recharge your batteries a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was my thoughts on the movie. Uh, yeah. I can't believe that y'all were just. I mean, like. Oh, no. I'm, I, I mean, I, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I was like right there with you. Like, yeah, like yeah. tense. I'm not, I mean, I'm not as of a expression. Exp- I don't have a lot of emotions while while watching a movie yeah. as much as you do. Yeah. So I was very much more conserved, but inside I was just giddy watching just, this movie. Just, just movies are back, yeah. man. No, it's like and then and then uh, this week we have Oppenheimer and Barbie. We got just back to back. The hits Barbie piece. And then I was pumped about like I was just like Kill Us the Flower Moon. Just yeah. looks sick. Heck Dune yeah, looks sick. I I'm just, I'm beyond words for <laughs> Dune. I'm so excited for Dune. Yeah. You actually said in the theater, I heard you say this, this movie might actually change my opinion of Timothy Chalamet. That's true. That's true. Heck yeah. If he's, like, if the Muad'Dib is yeah. sick, yeah. like, like I, you Which, have to bow down. You know, you know, in the canon, in the first book, there's like a 20-year gap, and he spends that 20 years bulking up. Yeah. And by the end of it, he's like a bodybuilder. Yeah. And, you know, Denis Villeneuve was like, ah, we, we got to figure something else yeah. out. So hopefully, but whatever they come up with. But if he, like... 
Mercs, Austin looks, Butler. So the one scene, the one scene where he's like, uh, him and his mom are talking. He's like, "That's not hope." That was really good. Yeah. And then the one scene where he like sticks his knife up in the air and like these sea of people like do the same thing. Yeah. That looks if, sick. if if Javier Bardem, that also is looked, saying yeah. like, "You are, I believe." Yeah. I believe in, in like following him. Yeah, into battle. That's pretty sick. Like, I'm just anyway. We're not talking about this. We're not it talking about that funny, movie. It is funny to like Javier Bardem, big dude. Yeah. To look look into these young be like, yeah, I'd follow him in the battle. Again, the same the but same if like. He's the Muad'Dib. Like, fair. come on, that's fair. Come on, yeah. this is the Muad'Dib. You know, if he rides the worm, you're telling me the, like, the worm riding part looks dude, sick. Uh, anyway, anyway, we're we're not, we're not talking about Dune two right now. Not yet. Not, not yet. Another anyway, five months. This is, I just had so much fun. So much fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just it was everything I wanted. I'd love to go see it again, um, but I don't know if I will be able to in theaters for a while. Definitely go see it if you have an opportunity. Um, similar to Dave, though, I don't have. I kind of missed these. I didn't really watch them until fairly recently, actually, when I got sick. The same time I was sick with the after uh, when I watched all the Rocky movies, I also watched three, four, five, six, or maybe four, five, six of. Um, Mission Impossible so I knocked him out I had seen one a long time ago uh, I had seen two fairly kind of maybe a few weeks before I watched four, three, four, five, six, uh, and then I rewatched one before watching it which is actually good I think that's one if you haven't seen one in a while there are a few callbacks that you might you might want to revisit one that's mm-hmm. the only one that I would say you probably really need to revisit maybe five or six as well but definitely like, if you want to get some, there are definitely some kind of Subtle homages to one that I think that are really yeah cool. yeah um there's all yeah there's definitely like homages not like blatant and like mm-hmm. like direct callbacks I think you should watch six yeah, yeah definitely yeah. Um, six. Yeah, definitely yeah. six maybe five because the same character Ilsa's character comes out in yeah. five um but yeah. Sure yeah yeah but also I mean like one the there is a carryover uh, the Kittredge character that's mm-hmm. in one shows up again yeah, in this movie that's true. yep anyway so we have our you know. Overall thoughts, uh, any any thoughts on kind of the, the stunts? Obviously, the big advertisement was the motorcycle jump mm. into the base jump. But there were lots, you know, this is something that these movies are known for. Mm. Great action, great stunts. Do you feel like this measured up? Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like the, when, this kind of, isn't that spoilery? When they're in Paris. They were in Paris. Oh, no, 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 Paris, point. not Paris. Rome. They were in Rome. Rome. Yes. All those action set pieces of like they the were car in Paris ch- in six. They were in Paris in Fallout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rome. When they were in Rome uh, with the car chases, mm-hmm. that was just epic. That was so was really so good. good. Like, it in a way it, it wasn't like groundbreaking, but like mm-hmm. how they did it with like, I mean, it's in the trailer. So like, like with uh, Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell's character, kind of, not yeah, Haley Atwell. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of like. It's almost like comedy. What like I laughed a lot because it was they're like kind of uh, handcuffed together and like yeah. they're trying to navigate on how to drive this car and it was pretty funny, um, but also like just the the intense like action sequence like it's a pretty uh, pretty, uh, isn't the first act or the second act of the movie? Um, it's pretty early on. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty early on in the movie. Again, it's hard to tell when the acts are because it's just like each scene is just so cool. It's yeah, like it's. It goes so fast. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And like with that part, like even though we like we knew that no one was gonna die or anything, mm-hmm. it was still very tense. And I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" And I was yeah. like gripping my seat throughout the whole thing. Um, the the whole train part, I f- I think they did it also re- in the trailers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole tr- uh, when he parachutes into the train, it's in yeah. the trailers. Um, I 
I was like, oh, where is this going? And then they did it very well to kind of mix it in with the story. Um, I didn't like the first train falling bit. Like at the end. Okay. Because that's also in the trailer where the yeah. train falls. Um, yeah, because I was practically done. Yeah. And when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, that's kind that of a letdown. That was the featurette that we saw that was yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, when they actually showed it, I was like, oh, that's kind of a letdown personally. But um, I feel the same way. I think that whole last sequence, I think is really, really good, like entertaining. In terms of scenes from Mission Impossible movies of Tom Cruise flying through the air, I'll take Fallout fly, uh, over Paris any day of the week with yeah. Henry Cavill. Getting the base jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sundays over... Like jumping onto the train was cool enough, but like definitely overhyped. Oh, I don't think about overhyped. Not overhyped. Well, I mean, I saw the special look and like I was ready for like, yeah. some mind blowing stuff. And I was yeah. very impressed at the practical effects of like jumping up through the falling parts of the train was really interesting. But, that was like, awesome. And that like, that part I loved. It was like the, just the initial like the train initial. falling. Yeah, yeah. Because that was like the practical. The other bits weren't practical. Yeah. Just yeah. the first initial was practical, and among the practical effects, I was just like, oh, that's the least yeah. impressive. Yeah. I think for me, part of my concern was, or I don't know why I had this concern, but I had this concern that they obviously, they advertised the, the, you know, the motorcycle jump a lot. And I was kind of like, is this really all that this movie's going to have? And it was not the case. There were still a whole bunch of really awesome, mm-hmm. really, really fun, cool kind of stunts that were going on uh, that I, re- I was still able to really enjoy. And especially because... Like a lot of the stunts, like there's, you know, there's a big car chase scene. There's obviously the train chase scene. There's, you know, there's other, other stunts that I won't necessarily spoil right now. Other action pieces and part, you know, on paper, it's like, we've seen those before. How many car chases have we seen? We've seen a lot. How many train chases have we seen? A lot. But I think especially like with John Wick too, where it's like, I just, you know, watching John Wick 4 also coming out this year. Mm-hmm. It's like, we've also seen really good car chases this mm-hmm. year. We're like, we've seen like really good stuff. So part of me was like, is this going to get stale? Like, am I going to be like, all right, I've seen this before. No, mm-hmm. like it was, they still found really unique and fun ways to, either maybe, maybe the stunts themselves weren't cool, but, or like weren't unique on their own, but they were able to put a fun spin on it or the dialogue was still fun or some of the, some of the interplay between the characters was, st- was still fun or like the, the suspense was like, well, that's, that's an interesting way to do that. It's like, oh my gosh, it's actually like, I was still, I was never like, oh, I know how this is going to play out. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is new. This is going to be, this is going to be fun. There were always, cause every time, at least for me, I thought I knew what was going to happen. It's like, okay, they're going to do this and they're going to get out of it. It's like, nope, actually uh, something else. Like, just, I really enjoy that a lot because it was it definitely kind of kept me engaged in the movie when it could have been very easy for me to check out, which honestly, I sometimes do in other action movies where I was like, okay, come on. Like, I know how this is going to, this is going to go. Um, but not, not the case for this film. This was a lot of fun. Each, each stunt. I think the car chase was really interesting. I think the saving grace was Haley Atwell's character. So like in previous movies, Mission Impossible, and even other action movies like The Bournes or The John Wicks. He's with a girl that he's met, and she's very flabbergasted and shell-shocked by the whole thing. Yeah. And so he's having to, like, keep her involved and keep her, like, sharp and alert for them to get rid of the bad guys. But it's kind of the reverse where he's having to, like, watch Haley Atwell make sure she doesn't do anything crazy. Which is interesting. But I didn't exactly feel the whole, like, oh, I never would have seen that happening. 
in each of the turns. Well, we can get more into yeah. that in the yeah. spoiler section. I didn't want to touch on that too much here in this section. Why don't we... Yeah, we can take a break. Yeah, then. let's take a break, and then we will get back to our spoiler spoiler thoughts on this movie. All right, so now into the spoiler section of the podcast. And I think the first way, first thing we got to talk about is the villain. Uh, this was not clear in the trailers about who this was going to be. I think me, you know, I was definitely going in expecting it to be another twist on the syndicate, which has been the big bad for the last two or three movies. Three movies? Three movies. Uh, and so, you know, was, that's what I was expecting. And then all of a sudden it's, in a very timely fashion, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, the entity, I guess, is what. Well, and this was written to. a while ago. So this, this was is, written a while ago. It's funny. It's, it predicted a couple things. It's There's aged well. The sub scene oh in the beginning gosh. is a little tasteless to me. Well, it's not soon. tasteless. I'm joking. It's a okay. joke. Okay. Because of the Titan. I was about to say. Yeah. Because yeah. remember the sub explosion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then it predicted AI as well because I mean it was written. I think it was. I assume it was written in 2021 because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, because COVID. It opens up in 2021, so you're supposed to feel like it's modern times, but because of COVID, it was delayed. So yeah, it kind of hit AI right in the in golden age. It looks especially like. with the uh, the SAG after strike with the whole AI. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, that that also, yeah, it's very meta. Both the writers yeah. and the actors, yeah. yeah, are starting to raise AI concerns. So anyway, this was a interesting villain. Obviously, not necessarily a unique villain because we've seen artificial intelligence be the enemy before. Mm-hmm. In uh, maybe in maybe in movies that almost caused certain podcast hosts to get in a fight or stop being friends. Uh, I'm, you Which know, one? Two thousand one, Space Odyssey. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, 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 that's true. Come on, I haven't even seen that movie. We did fight. Uh, anyway, so, but like, what are what are our thoughts on the entity as a as the villain of not just this movie but for the next movie as well as the overarching big bad. I thought it was really, really, really clever mm-hmm. of how they did it. Because, like, usually in, like, the rest of the movie, it was, like, there's a weapon that the bad guys want to get to destroy the world. Yeah. But yeah. this time, the weapon is the bad guy that's trying to do something. We don't even know what it's trying to do. Yeah. But, like, just the, the fact that it, 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 like, controls people and, like, mm-hmm. has people working for it. And, oh, and it's almost like a god figure in this movie mm-hmm. where, like, it's, like, Tom Cruise is fighting God. Like yeah. that's like, insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed how like clever they, yeah, how they did it. And it's like interesting because like um, I don't really think about this before, but I was listening to another podcast and it was talking about like how the Crucible like is like a man-made thing controlling this like yeah. art uh, uh, technology was mm-hmm. also interesting. Like a very simple like Crucible like key yeah. that can like unlock the Crucible it. Form. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I was kind of worried in the past, out of the past couple of movies, I was like, all right, how many more nukes we're we gonna watch? Almost blow up. Mm-hmm. Turns out one more, because in the beginning, which I think was no, really, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't a nuke. I know, oh. but that, it was really weird. Is I what I'm saying. Was, I thought that was a fun twist. I thought it was dumb. What the, 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 the fake, fake nuke? nuke? Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like I that, that because was I was dumb. like, oh no, we're doing this again. And well, so it just, no, it, and that's where and that's where like the AI stuff, the AI troubles started because like. I was, first of all, it's a really interesting concept. Yeah. Like, I agree with what you guys are saying about, oh, it's like this kind of, you know, it's very easy to understand what a syndicate, a crime syndicate might be after. It's very easy to understand what a foreign government might be after. But this type of thing where they don't even know where it's located, they don't know what it does, they don't know its source code at all. Very interesting. 
but it just it kicked off things really weird with the fake nuke was kind of weird and in the airport in the airport yeah and the exposition where they started to explain it i feel like where when there were scenes in the movie where they didn't know where to go or how to kind of like not rescue the scene because there wasn't any anything that i would call like a deus ex machina or anything like that but where they when they kind of didn't know what to do they would use the AI. So like when he's sprinting through the streets and then the, it like turns on the guy's voice, which I thought was pretty interesting. But then that's to like, you know, proceed to Rebecca Ferguson and all that stuff. I just thought it was, yeah. I thought the exposition when they were sitting down to like try to figure it out and they just started talking. Yeah. It started to eat its own tail a bit where I was like, okay, how powerful is this thing? And, you, and that's the whole point is like, you don't really know. But then, like, the tech expert just, like, leaves halfway through the movie and is like, see ya, I'm gonna go do my own thing against it. Like, I didn't really care for all of that. It is ironic that you say deus ex machina, and uh, Dave talked about the machine being God, because that's literally <laughs> yeah. that yeah. in Latin. It's yeah. funny. Uh, I, uh, I'll touch on your... I think your points, are Andrew, are interesting, but I think, at least for me, I really enjoyed... The twist that it pulled, because in the same, like this is, you're right that the last couple of movies have been diffuse a nuke, diffuse a nuke, but I, I really liked the the diffusing the, quote unquote, diffusing the nuke in the airport scene, because it showed that this movie was going to be really different, where it's, I think at times, I think some of the criticisms of this movie is that the tech is too easy, that it's always just a way out, where it's like, oh, let's use this perfect tech, let's put on, like the masks are a great example. Well, the glasses is what I was going to say. Yeah. If they hadn't done what they did with the glasses, where it gets all like yeah. weird because of the AI, yeah, yeah. which was interesting, I would have been like, well, yeah, if you're going to have this like techie Bond-esque, all these tools, then yeah. great. But because they didn't, that was actually kind of interesting. No, that, but that's what I love about most of these, especially the spy movies, but especially Mission Impossible, very reliant on tech, where mm-hmm. it's constantly like, oh, what? We have this perfect technology that all of a sudden we... One of my favorite movies, The Dark Knight, does rely on this, and I think it's a criticism of the movie. It's like, oh, we yeah. have this perfect tech thing that does yeah. this. Yeah. You know, it's it's a common reliant thing. But to force, you know, this high, highly, you know, really, you know, high-tech organization, very secretive, to dumb themselves down is really interesting or they're relying on am radio and like old old satellites that like don't connect to the internet all of that stuff super cool and Mm -hmm. i was a big fan of that and i was like as someone who like is collecting blu-rays and stuff like that it's like heck yeah like this is what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. like this like that kind of that kind of it's a really interesting twist and it makes it really fun because it makes the it makes them feel it makes the stakes feel more real. Mm-hmm. Because especially in the opening scene in the airport, where the they the the glasses and the guys disappearing, where it's like that's what Luther's yeah. doing. Luther's making Tom Cruise disappear, and all of a sudden the AI is doing the same thing. Really, really cool, and just it kind of establishes how powerful this thing is. I don't know how consistent with they they are with that throughout the film. Right. And but like I think part of the thing about Mission Impossible movies is that. I don't really care when they're talking. I can't like. I'm just like get get to the fighting again. I'm not gonna. Re- if you try to break this down and overanalyze it, you're gonna be frustrated. And that's not really the point of these movies at all. Right. Right. I think what I want is a villain that is interesting and engaging enough for me to suspend my disbelief for whatever percentage right. doesn't exactly match up. I want that percentage to be small enough where it doesn't take me out of the movie. Yeah. And I think this movie, like, it established how scary it was. It established. And it was also really helpful that they didn't really need to explain why it was threatened. They just said, obviously, it's caring a lot. 
this is why it's threatened. And like that's, we just kind of took the machine's word for it because the machine knows everything and was still expending a lot of resources in order to mm-hmm. do it. Um, I think the one weakness was that it never really multitasked. It was always focusing on this thing and it kind of seemed to know a lot about what was going on at a plot, but wasn't was really doing say, a lot of other things, which nope. is what I would expect artificial intelligence to do. But I'm fine to say, ah, oh, it's the movie. It is what it is. But like, I thought the villain was really cool. I think there were really cool yeah. parts where, um, yeah. I think I agree with you on the nuke aspect yeah. for a different reason. I thought okay. the nuke kind of overcrowded that already kind of complicated scene where they're kind of yelling at each other. Yeah. I think if they introduced, like, I don't know, maybe not. I, I don't want to, like, rewrite the movie. But, like, if they introduced, like, whole... Um, the scene where they're in Rome and Simon Pegg is, like, telling Ethan where to go and then yeah. AI uses yeah. Simon Pegg's voice, I think if they introduced that in the airport, that would yeah. be cool. I would have much rather... Instead have... of having a nuke there, uh, I thought it just cutting back to forth was a little, for me, a little bit too chaotic and hard for me to follow. And See, it was slapsticky because Simon Pegg was cracking jokes the whole time while he was oh, like I like the bomb. I liked the Simon like, Yeah, I like the Simon Pegg. I, yeah. See, here, I love Simon Pegg. Can I drop a theory? Sure. I think... I think the that scene is setting up Simon Pegg's death. Okay. Or sacrificing no, himself. If they if they kill off Simon Pegg, I am I am If they kill off one of the main crew, I would assume it would be Luther. Because they've hinted they, at his death several movies they, I, before. They, I don't know. I just think that But when, yeah, I mean when, that's when, entirely when possible. When Simon Pegg says, "What do you care most about my friends?" And I think the the way that it was like the fear was that okay we're or, gonna answer these things but that's and like what the whole crew us. though or that's like the same thing are they gonna definitely with the whole crew but it just it just felt like this is a scene that is going to be referenced back later on and so I think it's setting up a couple of things or does that mean he's unable to prevent the death of one of his friends if the most important thing is his friends could well could well be the case yeah. I just that seemed like a specific character development thing for Benji. Yeah that Luther doesn't really have. Now, obviously, yeah. we have a little bit more depth with Luther than we do yeah. with, with Benji. But that is just... That's kind of what I was thinking about that. Uh, and so it's, quick, it's hard to judge this movie because it's yeah. only, obviously, the first half. Real quick before characters, I want to answer the AI stuff. Like, I don't I don't want to overanalyze, but they did talk about game theory, which is, like, a pretty yeah. interesting... It's a very interesting idea. Yeah. Because what it's saying, like, I think Luther talked about it, was, mm-hmm. like, it's doing so many computations and so many calculations, it already knows the most likely of events... But then, like, I mean, the minute, the minute uh, the motorcycle leaves the cliff when Tom Cruise jumps, like, you don't hear about AI anymore. Like, it's not involved. Like, I would assume that it would be able to stop the transaction of the money and flag to the guys who are doing the deal that it's, something's wrong. I would assume that, like, it'd be able to be a bit more involved. See, would it the, not? See, but if we're using the... I think the, the interesting thing is how this was similar. It felt like with um, Endgame... Where it's like this, you know, it knows all the outcomes. It knows the correct outcomes in order to get there. Even with the AI letting the transaction go through. Um, we don't Gabe, know that it let it. We don't. I think it did. If it did, okay, assuming that it did, Gabriel still has the, like, the, the problem. Would have had it. Where he still says, like, I believe that the key will be laid at my feet tomorrow. That is That does still happen. And the only reason it doesn't happen is because Tom, you know, Ethan picks his pocket. Sure. Right at the end. Sure. Which... I would not say that's like a bit harder to predict and especially because it's not a skill that he's known to have had. Yeah. Especially because he learns that from 
Do you think that uh, very AI, quickly? Yeah, yeah. To his credit, he, to be fair, he's he been, learned how to pickpocket really no, well, really he's, fast. But he's been a magic guy before. He was able to do that in the first movie. That's a great callback where he's yeah, able true. to do the magic with the with the disc thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, which is a fun scene. So I think there was a little bit of a callback to that. Um, it it was. It yeah, was. yeah, definitely. There were lots of callbacks to one in this mm-hmm. movie. The train scene, Kittred showing up, yeah. even some of the shots. I was like, oh, this feels like one. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like. Um, the cinematography styles was very similar. Yeah, yeah. The, I appreciated that a lot. I, I really enjoyed that. Even mm-hmm. though I didn't... We'll get into this a little bit. I, one is not like... I don't like... Oh my gosh, I love one. I mm-hmm. think one's a fun movie. Sure. But just there were a number of things where I was like, this is... They're really like, you know, kind of showing that they recognize the history a bit. Especially because mm-hmm. that movie is like 20 years old. It's more than that. It's like, It was 94, I think. No, no, no. It's, 97? It is. Yeah, it's 30 years old. It's yeah, it's 94. It's 90-something. You're right. It's, it's 94, 97. It's 94. I rated it on Letterboxd fairly recently. Um, but we can do characters now if you want to talk about characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, this uh, part of the... 96. I was too off. Oh, uh, 96. Mm-hmm. So, almost 20 years old. Uh, or almost 30 years old. Shoot. Wow. 30 years old. Wow. Um, anyway. Yeah, characters. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. these films revolve not just around Ethan Hunt, but around his team. Mm-hmm. Some constants, some new. Uh, obviously, you know, you have Benji and Luther. Luther has been there since the beginning. Day mm-hmm. one, literally. Since movie one. Uh, the Net Ranger, I believe that was a callback. That's what they call him in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually didn't pick up that one. Oh, wow. I watched it like two days ago, so oh, okay. that's why I remember it. Uh, and then you have the introduction of Haley Atwell's character, Grace. Who I thought was really good. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have someone match the resourcefulness of Ethan and like match kind of all the kind of tricks that he can pull. But also she's unfamiliar enough with things still to where like she doesn't really know her way around and like mm-hmm. not know her way around, but you know what I mean? Just kind of unfamiliar with international espionage and but still very like scrappy and can do a whole lot. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I think I I enjoyed her a lot too. I thought that her introduction didn't feel like it was shoehorned. It felt pretty natural. Where I was like, okay, and they had chemistry too. Like they, her and her and Cruz, I think had some had some interesting chemistry. I think they had some chemistry. I don't think it was great chemistry. I thought it was pretty clear about Rebecca Ferguson. Like I thought the fact that they got along so well, had history. I thought it was pretty clear from the get. You thought that that was like a death notice for her from the jump. I was like, what? I when he not- said it's gonna have to be one of you, I was like, it's gonna be Rebecca Ferguson. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no you idea. didn't? No. no. That's why, why would that they was kill crushing. Off, why would they kill off the brand new chick? She has to, actually, it makes way more sense. No, it doesn't. Because in chick. all these movies, in all these like spy actions, they had to build up some kind of new bond with the new group before their loss. No, but like not anything. every movie has someone in the core group dying. It never happens. Yeah. Except this is like for the, the first, first movie. movie. Yeah. What do you mean, mean except for the first movie? <laughs> the first movie, everybody dies. Yeah. I don't just mean Mission Impossible. I mean like action movies and like... In oh, these well, kind of sequences of like introducing new characters and stuff like that, it's like, well, why would they introduce like why would they kill the brand new character who we met forty minutes ago when they could like kill or, his love interest no, no, again? No, no, no. They or just, like I was at just, least I mean, I was at least expecting both of them would survive. And this is like when like he would defy the AI. I actually yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that. I think first of all, my clearest example the example that just popped in my head is the Godfather, where he's dating Kay. They're, they're, he's dating well, I don't want to compare the Godfather Mission Impossible. No, but I'm saying like you said, this one. never happens. Like, well, then he marries Apollonia, then they kill Apollonia like 20 minutes later, <laughs> yeah. and he goes right back to K. Like, and that's the defining relationship. So I just there yeah, are I mean, examples. 
Apples and oranges, but sure. No, I'm just saying, like... No, but, like, that's, like... Since... It, it, it's not a guarantee either way. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. I felt that they were pretty clearly... Telegraphing that. I, I did not feel that. At okay. All. I thought there was. I okay. I, I did not feel that. Uh, and frankly, there had not been a ton of like, I would not say there was a ton of development between he and Rebecca Ferguson, El, like Elsa, in, in, in mm-hmm. those previous two movies. It, yeah, it was just a. I mean, it was always like an instant kind of connection. Yeah, they definitely had chemistry, but like. And then the roof snuggle, and I was like, oh, well, then there she goes. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, that that's a bit. But like it, even in the other movies, there it was always like a will they kiss? Won't they kiss? They never yeah. kiss. But yeah. it's like there's always feelings like that. It's like will they kiss? Yeah. Won't they kiss? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, but I thought they were both. They were all good characters it, that we mentioned so far. Because she shows up in four, right? Yeah. 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 Because yes. yeah, yeah. yes. I remember yelling at the screen over and over again. I'm like, where's his wife? Because he gets married at the end of three. Uh, I was like, isn't he married right now? Um. Yeah. 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 Well, no. The, in the beginning of the four, it, it's. They tell us that she, they're gone. That his wife died. No, I think it's the end. No, 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 no. No, it's Rogue Nation. No, it's not. No, Ghost Protocol. No, no, no. They sh- end of four. They show he, sh- her, and her friends, and they like hang out. Five is when they say that they're no longer together. I'm pretty sure of this. We can talk about this later. Um, no, 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 because Jeremy Renner, because they're not together at this point. And and them four, they 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 in four in the beginning of four, Jeremy Renner thought his wife died, and at the end of that movie, uh, he's like, no, my wife, not end, but like in the middle of the movie, he's like, no, my wife never died. We yeah. just had to convince, and then that's and then he sees her in the pier. Yeah, and the then only, they like hang out. I'm pretty no, sure. they don't hang out. No, he just sees her off. No, but there's distance. oh, that's what okay, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then yeah, from that point on, I was like, oh, the real like his true kind of partner uh-huh. yeah. is Ilsa, not. Okay. This regular girl who doesn't can we, get it. Can we talk antagonists real quick? I was particularly confused by the service of the blonde chick, not Vanessa Kirby, the other blonde chick. I thought the fighting scene in the, the assassin. Alley, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. the fighting scene in the in the alley was sick. Oh, that was yeah. so cool. I thought that was really interesting because like there's that definitely felt, that felt like John Wick. Yes, it did. I was gonna mention like I was like this kind of felt like I haven't watched Old Boy, but yeah. like there's like a scene where he's in the hallway and he just fights all these dudes. Yeah, kind of felt like that. Um, but anyways, because yeah, there's yeah. plenty of like Look city you quoting movies you haven't seen. Hey, I'm gonna see it when it comes uh, when it comes out remastered nice. on August 16th. No, I just with my boy Matt Lawson. I'm just shout out Matt Lawson. I, just, I hope Matt Lawson knows that I'm watching this with him. I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate that <laughs> you're pulling to me and quoting movies you haven't seen. Oh, thank yeah. you for that. You know. I thought the city. I think the city action is always like really interesting. Yeah, like, running through alleys and all that. I think like there's plenty of chase scenes that are like tight squeezes, sometimes literally like Inception when he's like yeah. weaving through that those mm-hmm. walls. But like the action scenes in the small spaces are always really cool. Like it reminded me of the scene in Born Legacy when Jeremy Renner's on top of the roofs and he like jumps down onto these two guards and it's like super yeah. sick. It reminded me of that. And so yeah, I thought those that scene was really good, but I was very confused by the utility of the assassin character. I didn't think she A needed to be there be like i don't know i'm not sure why she like went back for them at the end that's because because he saved her life it is a it is a very like not poor i wouldn't say poorly written but like very like a, a way to meet ends kind of written aspect of see that but again point. i also which i didn't mind i didn't mind it i don't think it took she was cool in the scenes that she, like she didn't yeah. there was never there was never a scene where i'm like oh her again yeah. i was like oh it's, she's great it's, yeah i mean to your point i think it's definitely is a flaw mm-hmm. um to your point but i don't think it's like 
because of what this movie is, I just didn't bother. But, but, but she see, also could still survive. She's still alive at the end of this movie. Yeah, he says so she, she has so a pulse. she still could. And but most antagonists are in in this series are at least a little bit more deep. She felt like a John Wick well, no, antagonist, but, it's, it's more but she's not the main she's antagonist. The main no, antagonist I know, but like Gabriel. they they spend a lot of time with her for not to be a main antagonist. No, they like don't. Gabriel, I think was a is a very good yeah, antagonist. Yeah, he was great. He was fantastic. I don't think he's he's no Henry Cavill to be certain. That's not fair. I know, but it's I'm. Fair. It's just hard not to like. I just saw it two days ago. Yeah, it's hard not. to... Anyway, f- fantastic. I, but yeah, I was just. I felt like her performance was a little flat. I thought she I was good. It, I, I think she, I, her action was good and like everything was good. My theory is, is that she will have a larger role in the next movie. I hope so. Yeah, that I would think, make sense for. I don't think she was flat in the sense of like it was bad. I think she was one dimensional because like she wasn't like one of the she wasn't the main bad. She was clearly yeah, a henchman that's they had, they had, for there were two other Gabriel. real they had to talk a lot about the entity. Yeah. And yeah. then talk a lot about Gabriel. I think actually my biggest problem with the movie, which again I loved, so this is the it felt like a shoehorned backstory of for, Tom Cruise of like how they got involved in the first place, the black and white that they kept cutting back to, his past with Gabriel. I they did several callbacks. Yeah, and that or like just, several like flashbacks. and that was something where I was like, he has a tragic back. There have been set. This is movie seven. We're, we're just, just now delving into his. Pl- yeah, that means about that means there's like the first six place. to go. That means we still have like we're halfway through. Yeah, I just <laughs> I was just, I, that was something where I was like, really yeah, like I agree. He's been through a lot of other traumatic stuff. Like it would have been really easy for like, I don't know, just some other trauma to be brought up that yeah. would have been not like tragic backstory it just felt a bit too cliche for me like if this was movie two or movie three i would have been like all right i understand you were able to do that but you know we get to movie six or movie seven but this is is where i feel like action movies have to tread so lightly with character development is because you don't like action movies ought not make the movies about the characters because then you get into these problems of like why are we just now talking about this why are you making such a big deal out of this yeah it's just mm-hmm. like this character is yeah. not that involved. Like so, Vanessa Taylor or Van- Vanessa Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. Like her character is overall p- pretty minor. There's 20 minutes of like her involvement. I think she's great in Fallout. She's she's mean- phenomenal in Fallout. Yeah. But like I think she's great in this. She's, she's great in this. But I think Fallout is her like. She does. She does a lot with not that much. That's fair. And, and they, she does not much with a lot in this movie, in I my opinion. I don't think. So. I think her. She was not. She was not used to her maximum ability. Where they like, in Fallout, they were like, "Hey, cook, go cook. You're you're killing it. Let her cook." But like part of the time, she's playing. She's Haley Atwell's character. She's Grace as her, which kind of limits her ability to be super oh, yeah, charismatic. And, and I think that's where it got me. Where I was like, I, and I also think I read too much on this movie before seeing it. Definitely. So I saw this interview where Vanessa Kirby was like, well, you know, I just like, I, re- I recorded this scene so many different ways. I just got so deep into my character's psyche. It's like, this is still Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, right? This is not like, this is, like, where's Martin Scorsese? This is not Marlon Brando. Like, chill out a little bit. And then, and then to hear that and then like, to see that, it's like I was expecting kind of a lot more of anything from her character. See, I am the opposite school of thought. The more I want... For the most part, in action movies, I want people to get like really. I want people to overact. I want that. I want the super passion, super crazy. I want that stuff. Because especially makes, for her character, especially for her character. But I don't think she was over. Like, did overact or no, was super crazy. No, but I just like. I think she overacted in the uh, when he first when she first meets 
Oh, that's fair. That's at fair. the whole where just at her party, she definitely overacts, which I enjoyed, and I was like, "This is amazing." I want, I want them to really go for it, but and yeah. like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this movie was cheesy. It was good. No, but it's, it's yeah. Oh, in cheesy in a good way. In the best yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. not yeah. cheesy in a bad way. This is like yeah. this was like a room like a nine, another nineties movies, but with like updated, uh, with yes. more than updated, it was spectacular stunts and yeah. uh, action. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, okay, so. This movie is part one. Mm-hmm. It wraps up, you know. I think it wraps up well for a part one. That was Me my too. question. Yeah. How do we feel about wrapping up, going into part two? Um, I think it wrapped up really well. Yeah. Because it wrapped up with a resolution, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, still enough of a cliffhanger for the next movie, which sure. is finding the submarine mm-hmm. and, like, dealing more with the entity or whatever and all that such. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and keeping this key safe, whatever. But, like, it, it, it ended off with a happy note with... Um, Ethan being able, having the key at, in the last minute. So yeah. I kind of wanted them to both check their pockets and then it cut. Mm. I would have much rather seen that because you still have the like they're taking a break, they're catching their breath, yeah. they're regrouping, but you don't have that final final note of like, all right, at least he's but got like, the key. No, but like for if that's when part two starts and it just shows him having the key, I would have hated it. Yeah, part that one immediately becomes that's true. Worse. I would have hated it either way. Because if he if they had it, I would have been like, all right, that was for nothing. And if they didn't have it, I would have been like, oh, we gotta chase this thing again. Like, I want them to do. I don't want to see another yeah. chase the key thing. I think that's like the biggest flaw that kind of Spider Man uh, across the Spider Verse had with the part one. Because it kind of it kind of stopped at a mid plot point. Yeah, it felt like, and well, I was just like felt empty. Leaving it was still a great movie. I'm great not, movie. Not gonna diss mm-hmm. that movie, but like I think what that didn't do so well i felt like this movie and i would even really say that like yes. other movies have cut off i think in the middle of a plot point but i've done it even better than like spider-man i would say like sure dune cut off in a little bit of a better way yeah even though it was meant to be like very frustrating because like all right we've just watched all this world building and like we just got to know these people <laughs> and then like literally he goes to hit him with a knife and like it cuts and so it's like what but i think spider-man has this giant question that they like pop up and then they cut which is i think That's probably true. much more frustrating so just for the sense of like how well the ending, because it's like I almost felt like too much of a sense of peace. I was like, all right, everybody's catching their breath, but like they have the key and they have like and that was character. Like they're doing. Or, I mean, they the bad guys had to well at this point, mm-hmm. but like they're doing pretty well. So at that point, I almost felt like too much had settled, but like just a little bit. It was not a huge thing. I so think, it, was a, it was a good ending. I, I think that it, I appreciated it because it allowed me to have have a resolution that had me both knowing kind of what the next movie was going to look like. So, okay, there's a clear objective. What's happening next? I'm excited for that. And I kind of know how that's, I have a general idea, salute, on how that's going to go. At the same time, it wasn't such a stark ending that it took away my enjoyment of the movie or my satisfaction in the movie without having seen the next film. Where I think yeah. Spider-Man is, I really enjoyed it. I loved it a lot. But what the, the heck? Left me in a spot where I'm like, oh, this could be really good if they stick the landing, but I can't really evaluate. And then so much is riding on the movie. first 10 minutes of the next movie. Yeah. So I got your saying. Whereas, but like, and the same was true with like Infinity War and Endgame. Like this could be really good or if they don't mess it up, it's a terrible, it's a terrible decision. So I was interested in I the- think Infinity War did it well. It was a sad ending. I like yeah. that. No, okay, that's yeah. That's, I like that aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there was definitely like a 
wait, so these, if Black Panther's really, like, in Spider-Man are, like, really dead, and they do that poorly, like... That's fair. If they brought yeah. them, if they had brought them back for like ten minutes into oh, the new well, movie, yeah, it yeah. would have been yeah, forget like, about it. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's that's my point. Where it's like I was like, oh, this is great. I still really want to know what happens next, but I'm not like I can't say whether this movie was good or not until I've seen the next one. Like, yeah, that's that's where I appreciate about the ending of this movie. I will say though, I was con- I was interested and surprised that they didn't deliver on this one thing, and they kept foreshadowing that the key could have been a fake. And could have, there could have been a duplicate, and yeah. they wouldn't have known. But then they had stuff made good on that, so I'm wondering if there's going to be a fake key. I don't think so. Movie. I don't think so. I, I just like so. but it's kind of a big deal out of that, and then nothing. So I'm interested yeah. to see that. I'm excited for the second one. Yeah. yeah. But, well, uh, with that, we will end our discussion primarily of this movie, and then move on to our rankings of all of the Mission Impossible franchise. All right, and we're back with our rankings of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, we'll be going through, talking about each one. I think, because we've done several more, several of these rankings before, and I think our Star Wars, our, our couple, we've most of the time we're in line, and then a few times we kind of get a little weird. I'm actually interested to see. I think this one will be kind of wacky. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be wacky. Um, I mean, I think we're going to have uh, the last one. Uh, we're going to agree what the worst I, one is. Yep, I yeah, agree I think But so. uh, from there, I have no idea. I, I will be really interested. Because I know that my opinions about Mission Impossible differ from yours and maybe even like the vast majority of people's. Yeah. Because I've looked at other people's lists on Letterboxd. And I'm yeah. like, wow, they very different from my list. So I think I am probably more in the mainstream. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, but but I I don't care about that because who cares? Right. So I can we say the one. worst one we in should, unison? Yeah, we should say yes. one. Okay. One, one, two, two three. Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible two. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mission Impossible two. It was just bad. This movie <laughs> not good. Sucks. <laughs> They're like mask on mask on mask. I actually have another mask in my briefcase. Let me take it out real quick. It was garbage. I so, too many slow mos. I was so just like, what do you? It's slow mos. <laughs> I watched this movie. I think you guys. I watched this movie by myself in my basement. Uh, you two were out watching something else, and I couldn't. I think you went to go see Puss in Boots. This is when you guys saw Puss in Boots. Oh, maybe. That sounds and I didn't have time, right. time to. to go, uh, you were also go. sick. I was. No, no, no I wasn't you were. You were. You were. Sick. I was sick. But I had. Uh, I had. I watched this movie with uh, a glass of bourbon, uh, maybe more than one glass of bourbon, <laughs> and uh, had a great time. But it was really bad. Yeah. yeah. A lot of. It was a fun. Like, and this is the one where he has like kind of long hair, right? And it's yeah. just like it's got the opening scene of him rock climbing, which is sick. That that opening scene. Yeah, like, I saw that opening scene. I was like, oh, this is gonna be amazing. And then I saw him slow mo throw the. Oh, I actually like that. Oh, I saw him. Oh. slow mo throw, <laughs> throw his sunglasses, and I was and like, that's where we were down. I was frick. like, oh, cool, he's climbing. <laughs> I was like, frick. Was just, I do think I do think the old movies had good like antics of like climbing on stuff that I've kind of missed in the past couple. Mm-hmm. Fallout did have a good, like, no, because on the it, mountain I, thing. The explosion goes right into the intro scene, and I was like, this is the perfect amount of cheese. Heck yeah. And then it, no, and way it just, too much cheese. Actually, the, the, the things, that, like, the the love interest really bothered me, and so that's where it was like, really? oh, come on. She's, she's terrible. Really? As a character, yeah. That's yeah. the only part in the movie I liked, the no, love I interest. Like I was like, oh, this is interesting. No, it's really not. <laughs> I just didn't. I just didn't like that. Uh, and then the, I think the the MacGuffin or whatever it is is like really dumb. Like it's the disease yeah. thing. Yeah, I didn't like that. 
All right, so that's our. Uh, we all agree on that. Uh, I'll yeah. stick with Dave. Dave, what's your second? What's your second least favorite? Yeah, my uh, sixth yeah. favorite. Okay. Because I sixth. feel like fi- sixth favorite. Yeah, because you're right, you're right. From here, they're all good in my okay. opinion. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I, I agree. With that. That's a good that's delineation. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This yeah. one from here, they're all good, and it's uh, Mission Impossible Three. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed this one, especially after watching. Uh, Mission Impossible 2. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause it's I, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it was a breath, breath of fresh air. Also, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman was just amazing. This movie did not deserve him. Oh, it did not. Yeah. It did, <laughs> it did not, not deserve him. It did not. Uh, I felt like the whole, uh, his relationship with his wife was a little f- weird. weird. Um, like, I kind of saw what they were trying to do, but it was like such a uh, tonal switch, switch between the first two movies mm-hmm. that I was just like, I see like why he would do this because he just wants to get away from two mm-hmm. uh, Abrams, but um, yeah, I still really enjoyed the movie. The they used the masks better. Philip Seymour Hoffman was just so so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew, Mission Impossible Three. Wow, I'm also yeah. Mission Impossible Three. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we're again. set. Uh, we'll we're just, not gonna agree after this. <laughs> yeah. What's your star rating for Mission Impossible Three? Um, I think I gave it three and a half. Three and a half as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I think this film. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I think. Mission Impossible, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is like the only villain that I've thought is like truly like this dude is evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, This yeah. dude is like uh, really evil. I mean, Solomon Lane. No. In the, uh, not Henry in. Henry Cavill? Uh, not in, not in Fallout. He's just too hot to be evil. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> not in Fallout. Uh, Solomon Lane. But like, yeah, before. I think I'd agree. Great. There was like, but the thing with Henry Cavill is that like, I just like, there's just an awe with him where yeah. he's like, dude, he's just. <laughs> Look like, at that guy. He's bad, but he's awesome. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman is like bad D. No, no, that's not a good enough word. (laughs) We haven't invented a word (laughs) that's good enough to describe Henry Cavill. uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is just like this dude is evil. I agree. This dude's like a serial killer. Like he's just disgusting. Like he is really like really like incredible performance. Rest in peace. Rest in power, King. Amen. Uh, All right, Dave, your fifth favorite. Okay, fifth favorite. Uh, Another kind of point for me from. You can see all my list from uh, mm-hmm. five to two are very close. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. From five to two, very close. I think they gave them all the same star rating. Okay. Um. On Letterbox, but they're very, very close, and I love them all. Um. Five. Uh. Rogue Nation. Okay. Um. I don't like. This is the fifth movie. Yes. Right. Yep. I I mean I watched four, five, six all at once. Yeah. Not all at once, but like in a matter of two days. Mm-hmm. So I was like, when I was making the list, I'm like, I don't really remember this movie that well, and it kind of got mixed up with the other, uh, uh, at least yeah, five and six. So I was just like, whatever, um, I put it there. But I, from what I remember, this is where Ilsa first comes out. Yes. And she's a baddie. Yep. Um, Indeed. I felt very uncomfortable Preach. saying that. Um, Say it again. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought her, like, it was a breath of fresh air from the wife and into her. Yikes. <laughs> he, was, he was divorced at this point yeah. or separated at yeah. least. Uh, and the, the reason for the divorce is he's just too awesome to stay married <laughs> to me. Like, the world needs him. <laughs> That's funny. And she was like, I'm down for that. That's it's just wild. Yeah. And she remarries in Fallout. Yeah. Um, but. Anyways, yeah. So, I thought it was very good. Um, Jeremy Renner's also introduced as yeah. like the the typical like CIA no, agent. Renner's in Ghost Protocol. No, he's 
No, he, this he is co- the fifth one. He couldn't be introduced in the fifth one if he's in the fourth one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Ghost that's right. Protocol. That's right. That's right. That's right. He's in Ghost Protocol. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Anyways, but he was good. Cool. Uh, Alec Baldwin is introduced in this one. Yes. And there's a whole yes. prime minister scene with true. this one, the, the syndicate. That also, the introduction scene. of the syndicate was also great. Yes. The ending scene I really enjoyed that He does part like the five head, brain head, and then Alec yeah. Baldwin gets all the credit. <laughs> was like, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Okay. Peter? No, no, no. Don't hurt me. Okay. Dead Reckoning. Oh, part one. What? Yeah. What? This is third to the bottom? It's my fifth favorite. <laughs> I, what? First of all. Oh my gosh. No matter how good the ending is, it's still riding on part two. <laughs> it is. And so. Oh my gosh. It's a good movie. Very enjoyable. Some would even say great. <laughs> I just. I wouldn't, but how? somebody. <laughs> how? How? How it's it good. It's good. I really enjoyed it. Let me tell you. Uh, I just spoiler alert. You will not be hearing me talk about Dead Reckoning for a long time. Like maybe six um, minutes. <laughs> all right, we can move over because we talked about Dead Reckoning for a while. Yeah, yeah we talked about Dead Reckoning. I just I cannot believe. All right, five. Anyway, my number whatever whatever number my five. Next movie Fifth favorite is uh, <laughs> the first Mission Impossible. I think this movie is good. What? Yeah, it's it's dude. It's I think it's fun. It's a good movie. It definitely sets the bar for what the rest of the movies are. I think part of it's a product. It creates the bar. It doesn't set the bar. It, it creates, it creates the, bar. the bar. It's yeah. There it's, was no bar. It creates the bar that has never been reached yet. I I agree. I actually there are parts of the movie that I don't Okay. Brief background. I actually grew up watching the original TV show with my parents. Yeah. And so I had a background with especially the Mr. Phillips character is a character from the TV show. And so someone I definitely had a background with uh, and really no, enjoyed. He's the team leader. It came out in 1966. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you couldn't have done that. <laughs> you looked it up right now. Just I did. You me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dang right I did. Yeah. But it's it's a really cool show. Um, and they still, they have like the masks and stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, but And so to make him the bad guy always kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But it's definitely a personal thing. I think some of the effects kind of aren't great, and it's definitely told. It's nineteen sixty-six. No, 19... well, not it, not the TV show. <laughs> oh. not the TV I thought you were like, show. oh, the effects weren't great, you know. But what no, can you do? Nineteen ninety-six. It was nineteen ninety-six, dude. Yeah, no, I, I know. I just like it. It kind of defined nineties action. No, but like it did define. Not kinda. It did. Yeah. Oh so, my so, gosh. Some of it's great. Yeah. yeah. I just, some of it's great. I think some of the, the storytelling's. So, what do you mean? I, there's the weird weird what weird what i the 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 sexual tension between him and it's the 90s man it, it's just a bit weird it's not it's not for me that kind of it's the he weird. also is thought dead and he like he knew he's a bad guy they're both bad guys yeah but like and she just, and he told his wife weird, to sexually attract yeah because he was like i knew once you had tasted the goods direct quote <laughs> That kind of weird Heck nonsense. Yeah, That's 90s talk, man. Heck I mean, yeah, we're dude. We're a lot to the That's, 90s. You were not born. In, you were not alive neither in the 90s. two of us weren't. <laughs> you... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but yeah. heck yeah, dude. I just heck this yeah. Is, this is egregious. It just kind of weirds me out a little bit, or it's just like I don't that's, know. It's fair. Dead Reckoning in fifth is justifiable. Just, the first one in fifth is wild. Just, I just I don't just, like it that much. It's, just the woke mind virus has infected. That's crazy. Just, it makes me slightly <laughs> just like the weird because they never actually are like. I don't think they actually kiss no. at all in the movie. He never kisses a, except his wife. He never kisses a girl. What's wrong with that, Peter? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just but like she like definitely like like makes out with his hand at one point in the movie. Heck Not his yeah, mouth. Dude. Yeah. 
Heck. It doesn't count. That's, too, that's weirder. That's weirder. Heck yeah, it's dude. Just like really, Stop saying heck yeah. Lots of really weird, really weird scenes in this movie. And it's like Brian De Palma is obviously a great director. Loved him. Like loved The Untouchables. It's a great mm-hmm. movie. But this just it. I don't know. It is not really for me. So there hasn't. We'll talk about it later. You you won't hear about the first one from me for a while. Okay. Um, my fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter, don't get mad at me. Dead Reckoning? No. Oh, okay. No, Fallout. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have Fallout in a much more appropriate place. Be proud of me. You're telling me you did <laughs> He's punching the air right now. No, I'm not. I'm reloading my forearms. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that alone, that alone. is like a star and a half. It's a star and a half. <laughs> well, why? Um... This, I mean, I think it's most also because I watched four, five, six in a matter of two days. So it's your own fault. Sure, but if it was that great of a movie, I would have no. been like refreshing. No. Um, refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I felt like. Were you refreshed by Dead Reckoning? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I was. Oh yeah. Even after seeing three of them in like two days. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I saw one of them in in a lot of days, <laughs> and then I saw Dead Reckoning, and I was I was. Um, oh yeah, here we go. I think the, the my biggest reason why it's not up there. I still think it's a great movie and yeah. really loved it. Again, from two to five, they're all very similar. Mm-hmm. What do you mean three? Not counting two. No, no, no. no. From my by place, yeah, five yeah. to okay. two. Oh, got it. Like okay, fifth yeah. favorite to second favorite. Um, they're all very close. Um, I felt like the tension at the end wasn't good. I was never like, oh, this nuke's gonna go off and Ethan Hunt's gonna die. Were you were you thinking the train was gonna fall on Dead Reckoning and Ethan Hunt was gonna die? I thought I thought Haley Atwell might die. Oh. Yeah, yeah I thought something. They weren't gonna happen. kill two people in the same movie. Like I, I don't know. I didn't think Rebecca Fer- I didn't I didn't think Ilsa was gonna die and she died. Honestly, yeah. honestly shouted to them to killing somebody. Yeah. 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 Um it's maturity. So like, yeah. It shows maturity. <laughs> it was it was mostly because of the, the, the tension. Cause like yeah. what I think though uh yeah, the movies do well is like just have this tension, tense moments throughout the stunt sequences that like make it very enjoyable to watch. I feel like the stunts were amazing in Fallout. Like Heck when yeah. he's like hanging out on uh, from the uh, helicopter was amazing. Or crazy. when they jump over Paris. Sure, that's um, sick. Yeah. yeah, that base jump over. Or it, the it or was, the bathroom I'm, fight scene. I'm gonna cook. I'm letting. I'm, okay. I'm gonna. Anyways, I'm gonna go off. I'll, I'll be short because. Um, but anyways, I felt like the tension for me wasn't just there mm-hmm. um, as much as I wanted it to be. Um, first half was almost perfect. Yeah. That being said, yeah. That yeah. Being said. All right, um, Andrew. My fourth favorite is Rogue Nation. Does a good job of setting stuff up. Yeah. Very enjoyable movie. Yeah. Good time. I like the hanging out of a jet, hanging off the doors. That's, that's a, good, a first. That's, that's a, a first stunt too. Yeah. yeah. Kind of bold. Yeah. It was. Mine's also Rogue Nation. So, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Same, so, same reasons. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's a fun movie. Uh, really great. Yeah, but it's that's cool. where it's at. Move mm-hmm. to three then? Yep. Uh, three is Dead Reckoning. I don't really say much. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's more defensible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three is Ghost Protocol for me. That was a really good movie. Mine is also Ghost Protocol. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, really, this I love movie, that movie. I think this movie, I think the stunt of him climbing the building is yes. really cool. Yes. I think it introduces Renner really cool. Yeah. They also yeet a, gr- a chick out the window, which that, is- Did it happen? Can't believe that happened. Yeah. Also, uh, Brad Bird directed it, one of my favorite directors. Uh, yeah. Just did a great job. I was movie. very surprised. And there were definitely some- 
for the the Brad Bird heads, there's definitely a couple references where you're like, oh, definitely Brad Bird directed this movie. Uh, so I appreciated hmm. that. Uh, the one of the I think the hotel room they stay at is A one one three, which is a room in Caltech that a bunch of the Pixar guys had class. And so there's A one one three and a lot of Pixar movies, and it's also quoted in this movie. So cool. it, it's kind of cool. So stuff like that. Nerd. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Pixar head. I love Pixar, so I'm gonna keep going with that. Have you watched all the Pixar movies? Not all of them, no. Yeah. <laughs> all the old some ones. Pixar head. Well, I watched. Sorry. I haven't either. Yeah, yeah. I've watched all of them, so I'm still missing. I haven't caught up since Soul. I'm still missing from oh Soul. Oh my gosh! You haven't even seen Soul, have you? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's what I just said. That's I what gotta, he just. <laughs> no, no, no. Sometimes you say counting. Some you say. Oh no no. Through Soul. I'm yeah. including Soul. I am. I have okay. not watched any Pixar movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Chronologically, mm-hmm. since 2020. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two. Yep. Is Ghost Protocol. <laughs> Solid. I really Solid. like yeah. that movie. It's, it's very um, good movie. I think Jeremy Renner, like his chemistry with Jeremy Renner is Ethan Hunt, and like his going back to forth is just really yeah. good. Um, yeah, I really. I, there's not much more to say than what you've said. I think I I agree with everything, and then I just liked it more. I just they yeet her out the window, and it's like you were supposed to kill her. Like yeah. you were. We needed her for information. Just gone. Yeah. Just I also think scene. they did like they did the wife like getting rid of the wife really well. <laughs> that was definitely something I was uncomfortable with at the time. Like, they're just not going to talk about her. It's like the, the end. She the dies. Of, and then the dot died. Yeah, obviously. It's like, you're not going to. This is pretty traumatic. You're not going to talk also, about it. Also, isn't this the one where Simon Pegg is like a bigger role in this yeah, one? Simon yeah. And I love Benji. He's, Benji's he's really probably my favorite character yeah, yeah. other than Ethan Hunt because yeah, Ethan Hunt's yeah, everyone's yeah. favorite. But yeah. Mm-hmm. My number two is Fallout. Phenomenal movie. I think there's a really funny line when he meets the wife. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're number. What? Yeah. Oh gosh! Get real, son. Uh, there's a really funny line in Fallout where he meets his wife at the site where the nukes are, and she's like, "Oh, he's on vacation," and she, you can tell she's like hoping. He's like, yeah. "No, I'm working." She's like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, because <laughs> she knows like something's going down if yeah. he's working. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and that's just funny. And also, this movie's so good. And I think Henry Cavill is a good action guy. Is a phenomenal action guy, but also he has really good acting too. Like mm-hmm. in he's the, really good acting. in the basement scene where they're in the uh, like the sewers or whatever, he's, and he's like talking them through, and he thinks he's talking to Kane. Oh, that part is. crazy. And he's like, "You're just a bunch of men wearing masks," and then it clicks. Yeah. And then it's like, "Oh no." That part is crazy. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there's just not like this movie is phenomenal. My number two is, or my my next film is uh, Dead Reckoning. Uh, this movie just l- loved it so much. It might be a bit of recency bias. I will acknowledge that. Um, but I just had so much fun in this movie. And I think I definitely enjoyed it slightly more than Ghost Protocol. So, um, and I think part of, you know, brings that to the fondness of my experience watching it. So it's and it's up there. But like, I think this one and Ghost Protocol are very close in my head. So I could probably f- flip them pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. Uh, my favorite fist bump is Mission Impossible 1. Yes, sir. This is, this is yes, re- sir. This is like reverse <laughs> Star Wars where I put it yeah. low and you guys all love this. You guys both love this movie. Dude, this movie is so good. Dude, I will. No Mission Impossible. I don't care if they do Mission Impossible 38. I don't care if we say. I don't care if we see Mission Impossible 38 part 7. There will never be a scene that rivals the tension of when he's suspended over oh. the computer mm-hmm. and Luther drops him. Not Luther. It's not not Luther. Luther. It's the big... Yeah, the other dude. The yeah. other dude. The bad guy. <laughs> and, he, and he drops him and he like is suspended like inches over the it's floor. It's a cool scene. There's, it's not a cool scene. <laughs> it's the movie. 
It's the entire... There will not be a scene... But, like, that tension from, like, him being, like, almost, like, like yeah. catching yeah. the sweat. Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden in the vents, you see a mouse approaching yeah. The, yeah. the guy. I was like, Frick! Yeah. This is gonna go down! Yeah. And what I also admire about the earlier Mission Impossibles is that as original as AI is, you, the rule of sequels is you never lower the stakes. Yeah. Which is good because they start with reasonably low stakes. Like, mm-hmm. the stakes are very... There's, there's a mole in the CIA. Like, it's yeah. a good thing to start out with where by the end of the series, it's starting to get like, okay, how much bigger can we get this? But I think in the first several and in the first one, mm-hmm. it's so good because it's so believable and it's so tense. It's awesome. And like It's like it's like small stakes, but huge stakes at the same yeah. time. Because it's, yeah. like, it's like the small stakes is like, oh yeah, there was a mole in the original group that killed everyone off. Which when they killed everyone off, I was just like, yeah. what the heck's going really on? Really great. There's story. also not a moment of like... Action-wise, nothing rivals the scene where he's suspended. And espionage-wise, nothing rivals the scene where they just murk the entire team in like two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, nothing has come close to that in the Mission Impossible yeah. series. And then like nothing. huge stakes is like the whole like pit part where they're like, oh yeah, they have the, the list of uh, agents all across the yeah. world and they're going to release it. No, but they don't have it. Or they eventually do have it. Yeah. yeah. That that part, I, I, mean, I don't know. I was like, frick, the stakes are here. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, the magic trick scene where he like yeah. kind of dupes yeah. was like he had it the whole time actually yeah. I'm like oh f- what the heck like that's like some five head big yeah. brain 3D chess type stuff <laughs> um, but yeah this movie's so good oh, so, so wow. good the, the, I, I do think the ending I think I kind of agree with like the ending of like the, the helicopter going in the tunnel yeah. I felt like that was tense it was still tense throughout the whole movie because like there's like blades going everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But it was a, it was a little too cheesy for me. But it's still my favorite. So it's I still don't, amazing. Yeah. Even if which I think is the case, even if part two takes part in space and like Tom Cruise is filming in space. Heck yeah, dude. It will not touch Mission Impossible. <laughs> that is, wow. That's wow. I just can't believe we're completely apart on that. I thought. Yeah. I thought because my next my my next movie is Fallout. And I thought that you would be with me on. Fallout. I mean, Fallout's my number two. No, Fallout's an like, amazing movie. But like, here's okay. So this is, this is funny because you talked about seeing four, five, six back to back to back. I basically did the same thing where I think I watched half of four one night and then I finished four and then watched five and six uh-huh. same day. Four and five were really great. Really enjoyed four. Five is very similar, and so it's kind of like okay, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Six, I was like, oh, this is great. Hemler Cavill's in this. This is good. And then the scene starting with. Because there's the car chasing, I believe, mm-hmm. where he like breaks his ankle and keeps going. Like, mm-hmm. That looks real, and it was real. No, no, no. The break ankle part is, is in, in the rooftop scene where he's running. Oh, you're right. And he leaps onto the building. And is that powder- Fallout? Yeah. Oh, that's we were watching. Remember, yeah. I said, "Watch out!" He's oh, like, that's right, and that's then right. he powders his ankle and yes. picks himself up and keeps going. Yeah. Broke his ankle in real life. That was the take. What a hero. What a national treasure. Yeah. Uh, Except for the Scientology thing. <laughs> but anyway. But so, <laughs> the, but the scene exactly what you're talking about when. Henry Cavill revealed to be the bad guy, and they do the whole thing where they're the guys in masks. Yeah, I felt like I was on fire. Yeah. Oh, I thought too. Yeah, me too. And then, but of course, then before that, the whole bathroom scene where when and then Henry Cavill reloads his forearms or whatever you want to do, call it. <laughs> yeah, is the exact moment when my soul left my body. I was like, this movie. I felt like I was on fire the entire time because you have Alec Baldwin killing it, and then he dies, and it's great. You have the whole jump scene where they like jump and he's struck by the lightning. Montage even from the jump to the bathroom scene is like 
Some of the best 20 minutes of action you get, ever. You get Vanessa Kirby just showing up for 20 minutes being awesome. It's like, who are you? And yeah. like just blowing everybody else and off. And why are you so attractive? Seriously. Tell me why you're so attractive. Just like announce your presence with authority. But yeah. it's like, who, who's Tom who? Like, yeah. just, this movie freaking just announced is like, this movie is here. And it's like just totally up the level even further than I thought Mission Impossible movies could be. Huh. That's interesting. It's just, it just was like, oh my gosh, this is just awesome. The end scene where they're like flight, they're like flying a helicopter onto a, like a like a glacier almost. My cousins live like twenty miles from that in Norway. How close? How close is that to their house? Like twenty miles. Wow. Like very close. Wow. Yeah, it's actually not in the Alps as the movie would lead you to believe. Whatever. <laughs> but it's still sick. I don't care. It's awesome because it is just like you have this big fight scene. Checkmate. <laughs> and then and then Henry Cavill. If he's not already cool enough because of his mustache and his, again, reloading. The face burns? You're talking about the face the, burns? The face burns. Yeah. The face, face burns are he sick. He somehow finds a way to look even cooler. <laughs> he ups his game. Yeah. And then, like, dies by getting, like, a The hook in his head? The hook in his head that yanks him back with yeah. and That's what kills him, bro. Sick. I was like, Tom Cruise might actually lose this fight. I actually Whoa. thought, I was like... I didn't feel that at all. I, I never thought I never thought Tom Cruise would lose it. I, but I was like, it was it was close. The was merit like, the merit of the later Mission Impossible's is not. Oh no, is Tom Cruise going to lose? It's how is he going to win? Yeah, which I enjoy watching him it like do different. That action. whole that whole movie, I was like, I felt it was just an adrenaline rush the whole time. I was such mm. yeah. The movie freaking rules. This is a five star movie. Fallout is a five star movie. I love this mm. movie. <laughs> It's what good. are your ranking? What is your what are your uh, what did you give star wise to um, MI one? MI one and MI six. MI one and MI six. Um, five four and a half. Five four and a half. Okay. Yep. Um, I gave MI one four and a half, and then from two, but from my second favorite to my fifth favorite, fourth favorite, mm-hmm. wait, fifth favorite is all four stars, and then six is three and a half, and then my seventh, my least favorite is two. Oh, mine's the exact same star-wise, but my last one is one and a half instead of two. Okay, great. I just hated Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> you guys are forgetting a movie. What are you talking about? You, Dead Reckoning? No. What are you saying? What are your shenanigans? <laughs> my favorite Mission Impossible movie is Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay. Wow. It's a freaking Mission cool, cool, Impossible cool. movie. Let oh, me cool. tell you. I mean, it, the mission is impossible. The mission <laughs> is impossible. Tom Cruise has to team up with the team. <laughs> They has to build together and form camaraderie. Some people he trusts, some people he doesn't. He picks it. He literally picks a team. Yeah. They go in. They save the day. They have to go on. They have to go. They have You're not going to bait Andrew. It's great. It's basically done by the same people. It's you know Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt as Pete Mitchell. It's great. You're telling me great. You know new new love interest that comes in has great chemistry somehow backstory. Best. It's just great. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Basic Mission Impossible movie, and I love it. So. Not, okay. not, but not uh, Top Gun, the first one. No, that's not a Mission Impossible. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just switches. Apparently, during <laughs> Fallout. Yeah, it just, it's just like it's one and a half, basically. Yeah, it's, it's in the same way that like Captain America: Civil War is mm. basically an Avengers movie. Top Gun Maverick <laughs> is functionally. Mm. The best I mean, Mission okay, Impossible if, if Top Gun Maverick wasn't a Mission Impossible, it would be my first thing. Yeah, yeah. Was, sorry yeah. About, yeah, yeah. Apparently, during the filming of Fallout, during the helicopter sequences, a they were playing Danger Zone on oh, their helicopters. They, th- like in Fallout, yeah. Like I, as they were, as I would they, add another star to this. Like movie they edited it out, obviously, and like during the takes where they weren't actually gonna. But like but while they, they were practicing, and they were, hang. and they were calling each other like by the names. Yeah, like, they were calling him Mav, and he kept like making jokes about like Top Gun references yeah. and stuff like that. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, he learned to fly a helicopter for that movie, which is awesome. 
Tom Cruise is so it's, cool. Gosh, he's just. Do, do I, this is not about. This is about Maverick. But uh, do you hear the t- story that he that Teller tells about Miles Teller tells about being on set? Where, yeah. Like, he got yeah. poisoning uh-huh, from, uh-huh. and he's like, I jet. He's like, me too, dude. I've, I've had jet yeah. fuel in my blood. Yeah. He's like, I've had it for a while now. That's so cool. Tom Cruise is just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Even with even with Scientology bit. and his problematic relationships with women. Yeah. It works out. <sighs> it's undeniable his charisma. Anyways, I'm just, we should we should wrap up. We should wrap up. Um, thank you all to listen for listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you to Dave for producing us. Uh, thank you to uh, Dave also for sticking around. It was actually you know hit by a car this week and still felt the found the way to to be on the pod. He's doing well. We're Heck yeah! Thankful for that. And uh, thank you to uh, to Tom Cruise for giving us movies like this. Uh, don't kill yourself doing a stunt. <laughs> please. We want to see the next movie. And we will uh, catch you all next time.